0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the Matt Townsend show I'm your host Dr. Matt Townsend your coach your guide on the side welcome to the program everybody have we got a good one for you I hope you're listening that's the topic today. Listening. I used it in a sentence. Sorry, what, Matt? See? Okay. Darn it. You used our only joke. That was the only joke we had written for the entire show. Was Do you want me to What say, did you say? Did you want
1: me to save that till later? Yeah. Do you want me to bring that up at some You don't
0: shoot it in the first second. Okay. Man.
1: Well, now we've got 2 hours. But I am the guy who walks into movies and be like, "He's dead the whole time."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the spoiler. That's why they made an alert. They made an alert for you, the spoiler alert. Have you ever I seen? I wish them? they would have named it
1: after me, but not just spoiler. Spoiler
0: alert, Tobin. That sounds. Weird.
1: I accept. That is a terrible nickname.
0: That might be a better middle name. So instead of like Lamar, that I always throw at you,
1: Bryce the Despoiler. Yeah,
0: the Despoiler makes it sound way cooler. Make than a trailer. It is. Let's do a trailer. Hey, welcome to the program. Now, this is a weird show. <laughs> Fact. That's all I'm saying. No, this is a strange show today because somebody's missing. Um, Our cute little nymph-like board op, Skyboy, is missing. He's missed a couple days this week. Have you noticed? Has anybody noticed? I noticed Monday because I had to do his job. Yeah, you did, and you were a stress case. I was. So today, to de-stressify, we've brought in two board ops. Now we normally have only one board person. That is bored with the show. Now we have two people bored with the show. James, who also goes by Jaime, and Aaron, who goes by Andrew,
2: when I accidentally or called him. Or A.A. It. Ron, either one.
0: <laughs> a Ron. That's funny. James, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's we, a pleasure. We always see you walking around the
2: studios. I like to uh, skulk around the yeah. office. That's yeah. what we
0: called you. What, what was the name? We had a name. Um,
3: Something Larry, I think.
0: Well, Larry the stalker.
4: Yeah, Larry the stalker. Okay, <laughs> just because
0: you used to look in the window and then we'd, we'd look you'd all move your head you'd move your head away
2: I'm roommates with James <clears> and <throat> that is a, an appropriate hold on are for you him? really? yeah no I really am roommates so yeah. why does
0: it take two of you to fill the role of one sky boy
2: well he's just a, a legendary board op I mean he's been doing it for how long like, like 20 years right or, <laughs> that's no, what I thought, I thought not, he's not
0: even 20 years old Oh dang! I'm I think he's been sure. doing it 14 years if we if he's done it since birth, <laughs> hey, which one of you, is Sky, and which one of your boy, which one of which is which here?
2: Um, Aaron, Sky, and I'm really boy. tall, so Sky and that's you know, a- boy. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. A- Aaron. A- sorry. Aaron.
0: And and Jaime <laughs> James is boy or I'm, your boy? Yeah,
2: I'm definitely a boy. Are you okay? All right. He is a boy. You guys want to know where true. Sky's been? <laughs> where? I saw
0: him. That little scoundrel, I saw him. So I'm driving. I drive here. You know, I'm not on campus. So I drive in in a car. And when I'm driving up the road, I look over and I see this flash of black and white. And um, it's, it's, it's a panda bear spinning a sign on a corner and doing the hottest jig you've ever seen. And he's, whoever's in there has got to be sweating like a pig, I'm thinking. And he's, he's, he's spinning a sign for a Chinese buffet. But it's not the one that would carry a panda, so they're trying to do a little marketing ploy. So I'm thinking, wow, that guy can. That guy's rocking. That guy has rhythm, because it's hard. Because when you dance in a panda suit, you're you're going all over the place. Because your belly's up while your mask is down, and your feet are you know. It's do you hard. have a
3: lot of experience with that, Matt? No,
0: <laughs> a little. <laughs> okay just a little but I don't like I don't want to go there right now because I, anyway this is about Sky so I'm sitting there at the light and I'm like wow that guy's got to get a great move and um, then the guy the little person inside the panda bear drops his sign puts his sign down unhooks his mask what is it a mask or a helmet I don't know what you call it it's just his a head. big head, head he yeah. took his head off <laughs> and when he took his head off The most beautiful, red, flowing afro you have ever seen popped out. And it was Skyboy. Skyboy has another job as a dancing panda on the corner for Chinese Buffet.
2: I knew it. I knew it. I knew he had it in him. (sighs) I knew I'd crack this. He was telling us to go there. Now it makes sense. Why
0: why was he handing out coupons to the Chinese Buffet? Why was he? How? Where do you get coupons to hand out unless you work in the panda suit?
2: Conflict of interest. Why does he always (laughs) seem so light on his feet?
0: Right. Why does he always smell like Szechuan chicken?
2: I thought that was his cologne that he wore to work. work? I don't know. I I don't know. That's how you
3: say it Yeah,
4: Szechuan.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, why, why, why? See, there's lots of whys. Now, all taken care of. Why does he always smell like a sweaty old panda? Figure
3: that out. That's probably why he wears the tights, too. I mean, it just makes. It I don't work. think that's why
0: he wears the tights. <laughs> he just likes tights. Anyway, he's not here, but it took two to fill his place. Now, do you guys dance like a panda?
2: I I uh, only I stick to koalas mainly, not oh, pandas. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, let's try it. You got any dance and music? We always like to introduce our new team members with a dance. The same dance. way that's how
1: bees communicate <laughs> yeah, like bees when they come back they dance and they're like oh, okay this bee's cool we, we will not murder this what bee what we ought
0: to do is capture it we do the same thing with board ops and we could put it on twitter we could tweet it
2: not youtube we could do both vine 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 would be good yeah, and
0: let's good. do um, face block
2: <laughs> fake block
0: fake block or facebook facebook whatever So you guys be planning a dance. We'll do that. I don't know. Let's save that for the second hour. The Harlem Shake's really easy,
2: and I'll do that for you, Matt, if you want. Just roll on the floor a couple times. (laughs) No, because remember what happened last time you did that? I hit my head on the wall And
0: the ambulance was called. Oh, that's true. Because we thought you were having a problem. Yeah. Um, Well, good to have you, James and Aaron. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Merritt will be back in a bit. In an hour. Hannah Montana's here. By the way, Hannah, sporting a new hairdo. New hair hair. is new. Hair new. New hair. The
3: hair new.
0: That actually, it's amazing about your new hair is it looks real.
3: Yeah. Well, it's not. So I just got a really good wig maker.
0: Illusion achieved. I walked in and I'm like, man, Hannah, something's different. And your face was lighter. Like, I don't know, like brighter.
3: The glow face, yeah. We had
0: glow face. And then you told me that you got your hair done and that was why.
3: Yeah blonde it brightens up your face thank you yeah
0: i mean and blonde i mean james do you like blondes i do good
2: (laughs) that's why we're roommates (laughs) that was Aaron.
3: Aaron, you're strawberry blonde you should probably just accept that now
0: um well you look good appreciate your hair coming today you're welcome (laughs) hey matt what about my hair oh yep you've got yours still thanks Still there, sporting some hair. On today's show, we're talking about probably my favorite subject of all time. My topic, uh, if I could pick any topic that I could have talked about at my funeral, it would be listening. Okay? I'd be mad because now they're learning it, now that I'm dead. But I want people to learn how to listen. For example, had a client come in today. Some of you have experienced this. Had a client that's been to four, I believe, therapists, four other therapists therapist. Now, I don't do therapy. I do coaching. And so I do more skill building. I teach skills. I don't psychoanalyze people. But I am a highly trained professional and I am a doctor. So she comes in. She's like, I. she wrote me about a six page letter that I had to read before she entered the room with me. I then sat down with her and started just getting to know her. And then she started talking incessantly for About 20 minutes. One of the first things she said, though, is I need your help because I have been to four other counselors and I cannot figure out how to improve my marriage. And we've got a big problem we need to talk through. And then she started talking for 20 minutes. Now, I had already spent 20 minutes reading, not 20, 10 minutes reading her, you know, her thesis.
1: Her her (laughs) dissertation. Her
0: dissertation. Then – Another 20 minutes just listening to her and I finally just stopped her and I said, can I jump in here? <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. And I jumped on in and um, I then started talking for a probably two minutes. Not no, no. 20 seconds. And then she jumped in and I'm like, OK, great. Hold that thought. Let me tell you. Hold that. I literally no less than 100 times had to tell her to. Shh, 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 hey, that thing your mouth stop, is doing. Stop. Stop, stop listen, it. Listen, listen, stop. Why are you here? You're here to hear what I'm here to say. Now listen, just listen, please. Stop. Listen, listen, listen.
2: That's like a fairy off of Zelda. That was. <laughs> yeah. That sounds
0: like a fairy. Listen. Oh, oh, we know that. We right? know that. Bryce right knows right. what I'm saying. Matt, you that. know that, right, Matt? I, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't do. We should, oh, should find was that. It, was nice. that Zelda?
3: Matt's yeah. a deer hunter guy. Yeah. By the way, the yeah, I topped. I
0: tapped out. I'm out of Deer Hunter 2014. I'm out. All I've got left are incredible guns <laughs> uh, and ammo. Wait, but wait. I take, I've taken—I've gone on every hunt. Wait, James, who told you to push the ding?
2: Um, I or think did you picked that up. Yes, uh, no. At least like five people have come and approached me and said, "Look, good. when he says it, you have to say it. You have to press the ding—the
0: <laughs> ding-a-ling. So,
4: so
2: you're, you're done, done with that? I, I, done? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Do I just Product do I just keep over? hunting
0: for money now? I mean, I've got the guns. Well, they might add stuff in. You know the bummer—you can't. I've got the guns, but I want the challenging hunt. But I've, you know, now I can, you know, I could take out four caribou with a heart shot. I mean, who can't? Who can't? Who can't do that? One heart shot. By the way, one bullet, not to brag. One bullet, four hearts,
1: four caribou. That seems truly impressive. I am so totally. I'm different now that I heard that. Just to
2: clarify, this is the app on your phone or this is
0: real
1: life? No, this is an app.
2: I thought it was real life. I've never even seen a real carabin. What? (laughs)
0: Oh. No, but I took out four with a heart shot. And it's hard because the minute you fire, they all start moving. Hmm. But that one bullet, you know,
2: magic. So can you like curve the bullet around trees? Well, I could, but others can't. Okay, yeah, I understand. Just because
0: I'm at level four. (laughs) You know.
2: Does that come with a title? Is it like Level 4 Hunting Master?
0: Oh, no. No, it's obvious. You don't need a title when you know.
2: Oh, So it's just Level 4 Matt Thompson. Yeah.
0: It doesn't even say my name.
2: Wow. Yep.
0: (laughs) Anyway.
1: Matt, now do you understand nerd culture a little bit more?
0: Not really. Because I'm not – this isn't nerdy. Yes, it is. This is totally manly. I even bought some deer musk. Just to put in my car so that I would smell the part. Deer musk. $40 a bottle. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get musk from a deer? They are extremely difficult to catch, let alone to demuskify.
2: Yeah, how does that process work? How do you demusk a... You know what?
0: I'm going to have you talk to Hannah about that when we're offline just because I don't want to get into it. It's pretty technical. Okay. It's messy. I don't know. I don't even know what Musk is, but it sounded funny. Um, today's show, Listening, you know, sometimes you just get into yourself. In fact, um, our own Bryce has done some research about one-sided phone conversations. Have you studied up on that, Bryce? Have I? Well, Merritt said you did. Yeah,
1: well, no. Merit and I talked about it. So there's this weird little phenomenon that happens. So let's say you're in a public place and you're – let's say you're on the subway because everyone rides the subway. Um, what? We
0: anyway. don't have a subway.
1: Anyway, so, so you're on the subway and you're, and you're either doing your thing, paying attention to talking to someone else. Let's say there's, so, there, there's two scenarios. There's someone there who's talking on their phone. Right. So you're only getting one side of that conversation. You're only
0: hearing what they're saying.
1: Okay. And then let's say that there is two people who are talking. Okay?
4: Uh-huh.
1: I'm going to say you uh, – the weird thing the brain does, it will ignore – the fact that those other two people were talking because you kind of have both sides of the conversation. You can follow it and you can tell everything that's going on. Oh, interesting! And so it's, it just becomes background noise. But if there's one side to the conversation,
0: your brain works, your brain's figure like, out what the what's, the
1: other, what's it, what is it? And so it is, Absolutely distracting. Isn't that true? let's so say I'm trying to talk to Hannah yeah. right here next to me, but uh, yeah. you're having a conversation with your wife and yeah. you're talking, but I can only hear.
0: You would listen to me.
1: I, I would, the whole time, I'd just be like, What is Matt talking about? What's what is he talking going? about? Why that's is such he a mad? Mystery. I need to know. I need to know.
0: Why does he want Chinese food now? <laughs> the panda's got <laughs> to the him. The panda got me. The dancing panda. Hey, um, I did not know that, but I do believe that. Is that a true, is that like a true, or is that just something you've that's seen? Ba- that's based on science. Your science or real science? Well, the science merit found and told me about. Okay. Well, let's trust that, because merit knows what she's talking about. That's actually—I I mean, I, I like that. How have you ever noticed though? Um, you like in a loud restaurant. Well, our friends always say, "Let's go to this one restaurant." I won't name names, but it—it's kind of has something to do with. It's the opposite of a soft rock cafe. Oh. And um, it's so loud, I can't hear. So I literally just tune out and watch TV. (laughs) And then my wife gets all mad. Like, why are you just watching? Why aren't you listening? Well, it's hard.
1: Well, then you say, what? Yeah. What? Huh? Whole time, just say what. Maybe she'll get it.
0: Look down here. Talk down here, you guys. I'm at the other end of the table. They always put me on the kid table, too, which is rude. I guess James wants me to go to break. Man, look at James all over it with Aaron whispering in his ear. What a team. Oh, Good. And now Victoria's here. We have three people working the board today, filling in for Panda, Bear, Skyboy. Great Chinese buffet dancer. I could hop in on the board, too. Hey, we'll have all four of you on the board. Eight arms. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back. And when we come back, our own uh, Bryce is going to do a rant. He's going to rantify. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, did you notice how long I waited to come on air? I sure did. It's because when you have three board ops, you just wait, and then what I like to do, because they start to stress because you're not coming on. Do you need one cue, or do you need three cues? I actually got three cues, and then James did something else that I not want to talk about. And then all of a sudden, what's weird? I still waited. You know, because let them squirm. Now Victoria's running the show. Victoria, welcome. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Victoria's on the board now. And this is the first time driving. It is. Okay. Keep it under 55. Keep your hands in the vehicle at all times.
4: Oh, thanks. Okay.
0: And... Uh, tray table down. Keep your tray
4: table down.
0: <laughs> seat, seat in the forward upright yeah. position. And always Turn off your phone. clean underclothing. Always. That's what they say. Hey, uh, today we're talking about listening, which is my favorite thing to talk about. If I, could, if I could listen or talk about listening, I'd much rather talk about listening than actually listen. Well, here we are, which is apparently why we need the topic. That's what we're doing on the show. And our own uh, Bryce has put together what we call a Brant. I just made that up. A a
1: Bryant? Oh wait, that's Kobe.
0: Yeah. Whoops. Now you're you have this. You're going to discuss for us that I guess that awkward moment when you're talking and you know the person you're talking to isn't listening.
1: Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. Some people think they're so smooth when it comes to looking like they are paying attention. But sometimes I feel the need to grab someone by the hair and say, Hey, I know you aren't listening to me. Like when I'm in line at the drive-thru. I have a real distaste for onions. And for me, nothing ruins a good burger like some chunk of onion secretly nestled in there just waiting to be chewed. So when I order something, I always try to make it as clear as possible not to put onions on there. Unfortunately, the conversation usually goes like this. Hi, welcome to McBurger Sling. Yeah, hi, could I get a... Would you like to try our new burger, the Artery Puncher? Okay, okay. Yeah, could I get a number three? And on the sandwich... Okay, that's a number three. Would you like to super mega-size that? Excuse me! Yeah, could you not put onions on the burger? And when they show their unwillingness to listen, I always have this dark desire to either order something ridiculous or drop my money when I go to hand it to them. And then spend the next six minutes trying to gather it all up while I back everything else up, just creating a whole mess for them. Another great example I run into is tech support. Look, I get it. Most of the problems they deal with are really simple, and the people are calling because they're totally clueless. I'm a marginally unique case. I kinda know how things work. So whenever I do call tech support, I've already tried some basic things. But when I call them to describe my problem, all too often they aren't paying much attention to me, and it all sounds like this. Hi there, tech support individual. My computer is giving me some errors that I can't seem to get rid of. So far, I've tried to- Thank you, sir, uh, is the computer plugged uh, in? uh, uh, Yes, it's it's plugged in. and so Have far- you tried turning it on and off again? Yes, I've done that several times. So we go on for a while and try and figure out the problem. Then once we have it fixed, there's always the sales pitch at the end that goes like, well, hey, thanks, tech support individual, for helping me out. The problem seems to be solved. Sir, could I interest you in a warranty package no, that will cover I'm this really device in the events in of any problems or Armageddon-like circumstances that may damage or disrupt its ability to function? It will be a three-year contract that renews itself and you can't stop it and it will slowly drain your resources until you're bankrupt? Maybe it's because they don't care. Maybe it's because their job requires them to say some of those things. But some days, it's really nice when someone just takes the time to listen. They don't have to actually care, but sometimes just acting like it is enough for me. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome.
0: Amazing. You you ever get that feeling you're arguing with yourself? Yeah, every day. How do you think I get to work? I just argue the whole way. That was, hands down, my favorite bit of all time. Even though you've had other award-winning bits, <laughs> you know, uh, that was my favorite of all time. You actually laughed. I, I actually listened to that I, I one. I cried a little inside when that was that. No, that was hilariously funny and uh, very true. Isn't it, though? hmm That – what was the name of the – uh, restaurant <laughs> McBurger sling. Slinger. And then what was the actual offer? The first offer he asked if you wanted something oh, about the, your artery, the bellster. artery puncher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll take two artery punchers to go, isn't that that? It, and then they start just going down their little list, their little litany.
1: Like, would you like, uh, would you like fries with that? You're like, oh, well, I actually ordered ice cream, so yeah, did you of, not course. Hear that?
0: of course, I want fries. Um. This is a huge thing. Now, do you think it's just because they don't care about you or are they really just following their script? I think, I think it's actually both. I think
1: usually that's what it is. Because if
0: they cared, they'd look into your eyes. They might touch your hand across the counter, you know, stuff like that. They might offer you – when they say, do you want fries, they might say, hey, pal. I mean...
1: Hey, I think you would like some fries. I find them to be delicious. Try the think fries. Go, I think it'd go really well with what you're going on.
0: But they look in your eyes and they'd, they'd care. You'd know they care. But you don't feel like they care.
1: Well, you know, when they interrupt me. I'm, I have a feeling, just a feeling, probably not listening if they're interrupting me. Especially yeah. when what they're interrupting with has very little to do with what I was talking about.
0: Now, do you think that this, the theory, because both of those were kind of... Um, What were they? They were both kind of service oriented, service oriented, call center ish, where scripting is very important. Front line of the world. Is there a parallel to your scenario with just, let's say, a husband and a wife?
1: Uh, It's the something it's when you create your own scripts. In relationships, when you when your wife goes into the whole, you can after a while you talk with people you you know what they're saying without them yeah. actually using the words. Yeah. You can follow their their cadence, their their tone of voice. Yeah. As, you know when they're winding it down, so you yeah. need to wind it up and yeah. listen. Yeah, exactly. So you can Catch the last few sentences, and so you can tell when, let's say, your significant other is venting, mm-hmm. and then when they kind of end, then you kind of do the oh wow, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, but then like you have no idea what you you're don't sorry know. about.
0: You don't remember. Plus, one other parallel. Maybe your wife cooks in a way that you have an artery buster at home every night. Artery punching. Oh, artery punch every night. So, it parallels. It parallels. Plus, they also think you're kind of stupid, so they always start at the most routine level. Sometimes that happens. Hypothetically. It's just an idea. We're talking listening right here on the show. On the Matt Townsend Show, we're coming back after this break. We're going to be joined by a guest teaching us how to listen better. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. To the Matt Townsend Show, we are doing it. We're taking on, really, my favorite topic. Do you ever just sit there and, you know, you're talking to somebody, their eyes kind of roll back into their head, they start, their mouth kind of gapes open, and they just...
1: It kind of seems like you're describing a stroke.
0: Well, yeah. It's a stroke, or it's just a sign they're not listening.
1: Either or. Sometimes having to listen can be as difficult as stroking out. But,
0: yeah. but it, I mean, same signs. Numbness on one side of your body. Yeah. It's a bad thing. But the funny thing about that is that we, you know, it's not as impactful when they don't listen, you know, unless you're trying to tell them to turn the plane around. But, you know. In the end, if we're not listening, we're all going to pay a price. So we decided we wanted to do a show where we could learn to listen. Let's get some real-life skills and tools about listening, and have we got a guy for you. Dr. Mark Goulston's his name. He's a business advisor, a consultant, a speaker, a trainer, and a clinical psychiatrist. Heaven knows we've needed this man for years on this show. And so he's also been honing his skills as an FBI or police hostage negotiator trainer. This is the dude that talks people down and that gets people out of the hostage situations. Powerful um, leader. He is a co-founder of a company called Heartfelt Leadership. He's the author of international best-selling book. Just listen. Discover the secret to getting through absolutely to absolutely anyone. And he was also a professor at UCLA's internationally renowned Neuropsychiatric Institute for more than 20 years. One of my favorite things I read about him, he was named one of America's top psychiatrists for 2004-2005. Again, he was named again in 2009 and in 2011. I mean, come on. He is a top psychiatrist. That can't be easy. I mean, if you've ever met a psychiatrist, that's a hard thing. So... We're going to talk to him. You can find his website. I want you to know about it, uh, just because there's so many resources on there that can help you. Um, MarkGolston.com. Gullstein, Mark, G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. And we're going to get him on the show right now. Mark, welcome to the program.
5: I'm so pleased to be on. I, I'm ready to rock your world.
0: I know. I We need it. Have you, I mean, listening, it seems so obvious, right? Like, duh, who can't do that? But it's messed up. A lot of us struggle with it.
5: Well, I'll tell you, uh, um, I'm going to try to be compelling instead of convincing. Wow. What what you hear in Congress and what you hear too soon is when people try to be convincing as soon as they open their mouth, you push back.
0: Yeah. I mean, you as a listener, you kind of push back.
5: Right. Yeah. So I'm going to give you... Something that I hope you'll find compelling, because uh, because if we try to go into a convincing thing, you know, you'll be respectful of the guest. that yeah. Oh, that's good information. But you know, uh, but I want to give you and your listeners a different way forever to think about why people don't listen.
0: I love it. In fact, so you're distinguishing compelling somebody versus convincing. Like you're saying, if you're trying to convince me, and I know it's like a salesman. If you're trying to sell me on something. I'm going to inherently, kind of resist.
5: You're going to resist, and that sort of thing. So you're okay. going to tell me if what I'm about to tell you, if I, if, if if I pull this off, yeah. What you're going to say is, Doctor Goulston, that was compelling.
4: Ooh, I
0: like that. Okay, let me write that okay. down, or I'll forget. Okay, so okay,
5: here we go out of the gate. Um, one of the problems in listening is that um, that the 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 model for how to be in the world is a, is to be driven by adrenaline mm. which is power yeah. dopamine which is pleasure and testosterone which is aggression mm. and what happens is when people are running on that and the people that want to bond with you who are running on oxytocin face you you run you, you run over them because people who run on adrenaline, uh, dopamine and testosterone are momentum junkies, huh? And whereas oxytocin's about bonding. Oxytocin is the thing that keeps a, it keeps your wife and my wife from throwing our kid out the window right. and crying all night because they're bonding. Yeah now I think oxytocin I would love to do an assay uh, because I think oxytocin is going down
0: in humans in general.
5: I think in general, you know, an oxytocin, and a lot of men will say, you know, we don't need this oxytocin.
0: I don't need it. I've got enough oh, testosterone.
5: And then when you say to them, and one of the things I've done through my life, not only hostage negotiation, uh, but I've done house calls to people when they're dying. Oh. And so you find out, was it a good life? What makes for a good life? What makes for a bad life? And, you know, that could be another show. But, um, but really, uh, without oxytocin, we would have houses. We wouldn't have homes. Without oxytocin, we wouldn't belong after a long day at work. Without uh, oxytocin, uh, we would be human doings and not human beings. Mm. But we're so seduced by adrenaline, uh, which makes us feel powerful, and one of the worst things about adrenaline is not the adrenaline rush, but what to do when the adrenaline crashes.
0: Yeah, the the, the fall, right?
5: Oh, yeah. When I've spoken with uh, sometimes... Uh, uh, top athletes, who are, are top entertainers, uh, top TV and radio show hosts. After, you know, it's it's kind. Of, the career is kind of past. What one of them told me, this was fascinating, and this was an adrenaline junkie. Uh, what he told me is, he said, you know, when you go from being somebody to being anybody, it's the same as being nobody. Mm. So, that's I, so sad, that that's compelling? somebody addicted Com-
0: to the Are chemistry, right? Yet? Is
5: this compelling stuff yet?
0: You know what? I was about to just say, Dr. Goldstein, this is incredibly compelling. You're not even convincing me, but you're it's I feel like I as somebody that has studied this for years have never heard it put that way. I've never seen the chemicals lined up to kind of those sources of power, pleasure, aggression. Huge. Keep yeah, going. Okay.
5: And this, okay and so something also that comes from this, and what makes something compelling is i'm we make a distinction between uh, it's, a, it's a it's an awkward term, but experience near versus experience distant language so what made this compelling is though even though I use fancy terms about neurotransmitters, when I describe what they do, you could feel them mm-hmm. And you felt into, like, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but it feels right on. Whereas if I were to use jargon, uh, that we call that experience distant, we call that convincing, you would then push back, we would get into a debate, uh, you know, We'd sound like Congress. Uh, there might be a lot of energy on this, but we wouldn't be serving our listeners.
0: So, like you're saying, the words experience near is, is I guess, if I'm experiencing what you're talking about more inside of me and feeling it, versus just kind of con- experience distant would be me just experiencing it more conceptually.
5: Right. So, experience distant is, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Uh, You know, can you you send me a brochure?
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just put that out in the mail. You
5: know, whereas, and here's the irony, um, whereas when it's experience near, people lean into it. So when I used to train hostage negotiators, what I would say is you need to create something in the conversation that so connects with the perpetrator that they lean into the conversation and away from the trigger and the agitation. And one of the terms I uh, came up with out of that work, and is in my book Just Listen, is called the magic paradox. And I talk about one, actually one hostage negotiation, I think, in the introduction. Uh, and and what happened is there was this, uh, a man holding a shotgun to his in this particular case, uh, to his head. So he didn't have a hostage. What he was keeping hostage was the entire parking lot, which had been evacuated. Mm. So the SWAT team is brought in, and, and then there's lead negotiators and backup negotiators who are finding information on this guy. And so the backup negotiator had taken some of my training. And so after they find out you know, that this guy had been uh, uh, divorced by his wife, had lost his job, um, and what had triggered this, was a restraining order you know against him wow and so so this is what the backup negotiator says to the lead negotiator uh, say to the guy i'll bet you uh, I'll bet you feel that nobody knows what it's like uh, to feel uh, that everything has blown up. And this is what you're left with, isn't mm. that true? So Great the question. magic paradox, because what the uh, what the perpetrator then said is, yeah, that's true. Nobody knows, and nobody cares. In the blanks. Yeah. But what happens is, if you can sense it, he's leaning into the conversation.
0: Well, see, and it's is the paradox because. You're actually you're, – you're trying to get him to get away from his emotion, but you actually went right to his emotion. And now, now he's talking his emotion out by leaning in, and I guess that's going to help you either understand or dissipate the emotion. What's well, what the benefit of that?
5: He says, yes, you get me. Okay. Nobody understands, and furthermore, nobody gives a – Yeah. Uh, and so what happens is uh, you give him the experience, which he's having, that nobody in the world – Knows him or cares about him, and you have just put into words what he's feeling, so he leans into that. And then I think the follow-up thing, given the data that was coming in, and, and I'll bet you also feel. See, if you here's the par- I'll bet you also feel that nobody knows what it's like to start each day and uh, think that only things can go wrong. Hmm. Isn't that true? And uh, you know, and then again, he said. Yeah, that's true. And, and but you but what's happening is you're drawing the agitation out of them. Um, there's a blog that I, I blog for Harvard Business, and there's a blog called How to Listen to Someone Who's Venting. And um, I I use the analogy. Uh, so if you're near lunch, <laughs> shut off the show. But I use the analogy of draining an abscess.
0: Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? You're still compelling though.
5: Well we just spoiled we just spoiled uh, your your afternoon <laughs> oh, no nope, you're compelling you might me. need one yeah but, uh, uh, but the three steps in it, and I would modify it you know because it's more for the audience than the Harvard business thing, but the three steps are what I call the uh, uh, the f step, the a step, and the u step uh, uh, and, w- and what that means is when someone's venting, don't take them on. Uh, uh, let it go over your shoulders. I suggest that you look into the person's left eye because their left eye is connected to their right brain, their emotional brain. Oh,
4: really? And they,
5: oh, yeah. And that will keep you centered. You won't even know, notice the gnashing of their teeth, and you <laughs> let them finish it. And then what you and the F stands for frustrated. And what you say is, uh, 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 and it, you have to say it in an inviting tone. Right? Wow, you really, you really, you're really frustrated. What's that about? And then. And then whatever they tell you, uh, you use what I call a conversation deepener. And so you take the hottest word they use, the, the, the most hyperbole, and you say, say more about never works out. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and, and then let them finish that.
0: You wanna, you're basically trying to keep them going on right. their explanation. Right.
5: And then the next thing, the A thing, which you can't use first because it'll, it'll provoke people. A stands for angry. And so if you say to someone, you seem angry, most people feel insulted, but everyone's frustrated almost right. all day long. So you get into the conversation by saying, you, know, you seem frustrated. What's that about? Oh, tell me more. And then when they tell you that, you could say, you know, I think you're also angry. What's that about? So you've got to get the anger yeah, out. It's it's like a,
0: a, a little deeper, yeah.
5: You know, and then whenever they tell you that, you could say, and, then, and then you say, uh, so there's several conversation deepeners. Say more about that or you say, really? Oh yeah, blah 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 blah, yeah. blah blah. So you wait till they finish that, and and you can actually feel it shift. Mm-hmm. And then the U stands for is upset, and you look at them, and you'll feel much calmer because you'll feel, wow, I, I've been able to turn this into a conversation that, instead of going south, is actually kind of positive. Oh, and you look it. at them and you say, "What are you really upset about? Come well, on, talk to me." Well, and, but look how look
0: how. Um... Look how well thought out the process is there compared to somebody saying, well, I mean, everybody has, you know, lots of people get arrested and have warrants for their arrest, but they don't do this. The minute you start advising this guy, the minute you start kind of taking him on, like you were saying, or trying to correct him instead of getting into him, like you're saying, you're setting it up. He's just going to he's going to just keep going off. Then he's got to fight you instead of just release some of the, I guess, abscess?
5: Well, it's interesting because I haven't thought about it, but you, I want to thank you because you helped me make the connection that I didn't see, is that when you're speaking this way, if, um, initially it's a tactic. Yeah. But if you start seeing this and you start using this with the people you care about, you're actually going to feel your own caring towards them. Right, You're going to feel your oxytocin.
0: And and when you, it seems, we got to take a break, but it seems like if I'm starting to feel oxytocin, we're now in a compelling situation, but they're going to react to my oxytocin versus my testosterone and adrenaline. Absolutely. Powerful. Love it. We're talking with Dr. Mark Goulston. I don't know if you've noticed, but quite compelling, Dr. Mark Goulston. We're coming back. When we come back, he's going to teach us about four levels of listening. And so, uh, hang on. In fact, we'd also love to take callers. If you have a question about, you know, listening about how to deal with somebody that doesn't maybe open up, or or how to deal with somebody that doesn't listen to you, give us a call one eight five five chat BYU one eight five five chat BYU. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM one forty three. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. You just heard a little bit of uh, Victoria doing a little remix, a little, uh, I think uh, she was trying to make her own little, her own little show here. Skyboy steps out, turns into a dancing panda, and uh, poor Victoria starts mixing her own music. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Incredibly awesome guest on the line, talking about something I think we all need more of. If you didn't notice Just with how our government even works, for example, we we could all use a little bit more listening right now, as well as our marriages, our families. Man, even our uh, police hostage negotiators are learning from this guy. Dr. Mark Goulston is joining us. He is a business advisor and consultant. He's also a trained clinical psychiatrist. He's uh, been named one of America's top psychiatrists many, many years 2004, 2005, 2009, 2011. Um, also, he fascinatingly has been a trainer of negotiation skills for the FBI and other police organizations. He's the co founder of, Heart, of Heartfelt Leadership and the author of the international best selling book, Just Listen discover the secret to getting through to absolutely anyone. He's teaching us the importance of getting down to a level with somebody where the chemistry is not just adrenaline and dopamine, our pleasure, and trying to get pleasure out of the conversation or using our aggression, but instead getting down to a level of oxytocin, which is a chemistry that creates some bonding. And uh, so, Dr. Goulston, welcome back to the program.
5: Thank you. And and I'm going to take a break in being compelling and and listen to your reaction then we'll get back to okay. it. For a limited time, Just Listen's available at 2.99 on Kindle.
0: No, in fact, I heard that. Kindle edition of Just Listen. You can go there for 2.99. And it's I was right about to buy it on Amazon. Um but then I'm thinking, man, do I do the Kindle edition 2.99? Hey, anybody out there, that's the way to go, I think, right?
5: Yeah, but what was interesting, you know, cuz I it, it, That was
0: convincing, by the way.
5: No, when I just did that plug, something else that I talk about um, is there's four levels of talking to people. You can talk over them, and that's when you're using jargon. You can talk at them. That's when you figuratively or literally have your finger in their face ordering them to do something. You can talk to them, which is kind of business as usual. And what we were doing before was I was talking with you because, you know, it was compelling, and then we just shifted slightly to between to and at when I did my sales pitch. No, totally. No, But, and and, we're and, off
0: that. but no I, I love what you, you point out because you're, you're pointing out something that to me is essential in a conversation. It's not always about the words as much about the feeling that's happening. So are you trying to like speak over me aggressively or at me dominantly to me, kind of businesslike or with me as a friend? Every one of those, I'm going to feel which way you're coming at me.
5: Right. And the way you can tell that you're doing that is by the other person's body language. And when you get used to this, you can figure it out in tone. Like, I, I I'm, I can figure it out yeah. in your tone. Yep. But when you're talking over someone, think about it. When someone's talking over you, you feel insulted. If you're going to a lecture and they're talking over you, there's a break. Unless you're a martyr, you don't go back to it. Right. They've been, they've been insulting to you. If they're talking at you, it feels like they're having their finger in your face. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you're somewhat defiant, you'll stick your chin out at them and narrow your eyes, and say, "You can't talk to me that way." Yeah. Now, if they're talking to you, that's kind of business as usual, which is okay.
0: But it's kind of transactional.
5: Yeah, it's transactional. And if what you really have is something they really need, you do the transaction. It's done. Uh, but when you're talking, and what happens is they nod from the neck up. Oh. They don't necessarily follow through unless you're really giving them exactly what they want. Right. But when you talk with people, it's as if you've gone around to their side, put your arm around their shoulder, and said, There's a way through this. Hmm. We can get through this.
0: It, is, is it, a, I mean, do we want to get down to that, uh, the with level, the level where we have kind of the, the bonding? It seems like even though you could be transacting business. There's not a there's not a huge harm to do it on a width level, is there?
5: Well, again, it depends what business you're in, and if you're supposed to. You know, I mean, yeah, you don't want to cross
0: a boundary. Quickly.
5: Yeah, but uh, but I'll tell you, it's. Um, um, uh, can I share a quick yeah. anecdote? Yeah, yeah, uh, There's a Fortune, very well-known uh, CEO. So he calls me, and he uh, and and he's kind of. Kind of nerdy, but trying to be cool, and so he says, Dr. El Marco, this is—I use a different name. This is John, so and so." I'm Thinking, my God, this is John, so and so, and 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 so I'm kind of quick. And I said, "Well, hello, do- uh, hello, El Jano." and he said, "You know, I promised that I was going to do an interview with you, and I kind of flaked out, and I'm not a flaky person, but I'm on my way to—I'm uh, on my way to New York," and I said, "Well, we'll talk when we meet about business. What are you going there for?" You know, business or family? And he said, uh, uh, family. I said, well, tell me about your family. And he says, well, i got a mother who's terrific, but she's got Alzheimer's. And mm. some day she's good, some day she's bad, and my dad's taking care of her. and It is what it is. And he goes on about this, and I say, I have a direct order for you. I'm saying this to one of the top CEOs. Yeah, And he says, what? He says, what? I said, from what you described about your mom, is that when she's uh, having... A good day uh, she realizes what she's lost that's upsetting to her and then when she's having a bad day your your father and your sister it's a terrible day for them so there's no joy in mudville yeah and I said so this is what I want you to do if she's having one of those clear days and she's very noble and stoic this is what I want you to do and what you say to her is uh, mom I'll bet you sometimes feel Um that you wish it was all over and you're not using the D word.
4: Right. Yeah.
5: Uh, but if it's true, she will start to tear yep. up because she'll feel less alone.
0: Yeah. Cause you're with her.
5: Oh, yeah. that's right. And it's totally quiet on the phone. And then I said, if she says that, follow up with, and I'll bet you sometimes feel that you can't keep doing this much longer. Isn't that true? And I thought he hung up on me. And I said, <laughs> Are you there? And he said, I pulled over to the side of the road. I'm writing this down. And then I meet this guy two months later. And, uh, you know, I'm busy, and I'd forgotten this. And, and I go into his office, and, uh, and you know, we talk about, I was talking about leadership. And then he says to me, and he's a shy guy. He's a wonderful guy. And he looks at me and says, oh, by the way, I did what you told me to do with my mom. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that. And then his eyes got a little teary, and he said, I did exactly what you said, and she did exactly
4: oh, what she cool. said she'd
5: do. Yeah. Thank you. And then he walked me from his corner corporate office, you know, to, to my rental car. And I, <laughs> I guess he wanted more of me, but yeah. that's the power that's it. of uh getting through to people and, and, and we've stayed friends ever
0: since. Well and what I see that I guess is the key to this is um it was no longer it was about two humans kind of dealing with each other heart to heart Instead of you know just two intellectual leaders, you know you because you could have just gone the route of you know coaching him, telling him how to run his business or telling him how to do what he needed to do. But you actually you reached his heart, and he'll, we don't forget people that reach our heart. I
5: may have touched yours a little bit. No, there.
0: totally. I think you touched everyone out there. Powerful. Again, I'm going to go with compelling, Mark. Thank you. I'm going with compelling. We're going to take a break. We're coming back with Dr. Mark Goulston He's going to continue to teach us. Real life skills for how to uh, listen at a more profound level. How to get down to that emotion. If you'd like to call us, we'd love your call. Ask him any question you'd like. One eight five five, chat BYU. One eight five five, chat BYU. We'll be right back after this break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Second hour of listening one hundred and one. It's actually more like advanced placement listening, but it, the neat thing about our guest today is it's it's complex, but it's really simple. And I think that's kind of the nuance. That's the paradox, maybe, of listening is we we think it's harder than it is, and it might sound like it is, but like the story he just told about you know sharing the the deeper feelings with another person. Um, sometimes it's just caring enough to keep listening and being willing to go deeper. Great stuff. Our guest is Dr. Mark Goulston. He is the author of the international best-selling book, "Just Listen: Discover the Secret to Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone." Which, by the way, if you go to Amazon, the Kindle edition of the book is on sale, available for just two ninety nine. Which, hello, come on. Come on. That's like uh, that's like two burgers at a really inexpensive, cheap restaurant. Um, He's also a business advisor, a consultant. Dr. Goulston is the co-founder of the Heartfelt Leadership, uh, Heartfelt Leadership, and is also an FBI and police hostage negotiator trainer. He was a professor at UCLA's internationally renowned Neuropsychiatric Institute for more than 20 years, was named one of the top psychiatrists many times, multiple times over the years, by the Washington, D.C.-based Consumers Research Council of America. He lives, in his li- he lives in Los Angeles with his wife and three children. Dr. Goulston, welcome back to the show.
5: It's good to be back, you know, and uh, thank you for being so uh, generous and gracious with all yeah. that information.
0: Well, I mean, I, I love everyone knowing about who you are. You're not, you're not just some dude schlepping a book. You've got some serious skills. And for somebody that I really, my life has been studying communication, and it's the, just what I'm reading and hearing about your book. It's unbelievable, really. I, just the stuff I've heard you try to do on the show today. Again, we've talked about this on the show many, many times, and I've done it with my own groups. But You're teaching, the. I think, you're you're to the heart of it. If I can help get down to an emotional level with somebody, hold off all my other chemistry, uh, my testosterone, my need to be right, my need to convince them, my need to just go for pleasure by getting the deal or the sell, um, then I have access, it seems like, to the heart of the other person. And we'll either get them, I guess, to put down, maybe let a hostage go in some scenarios or to just open up their heart and tell you where they're stuck.
5: Are you ready for another espresso shot of compelling?
4: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs>
5: um, so, because uh, I'm a neuroscientist, I'm a uh, MD, and so we talked a little bit about uh, these these neurotransmitters and hormones that are in our head, but we also have sort of, you know, just our neurology. And there's a uh, something. Uh, actually, I spoke at at a conference, uh, uh, a Fortune Summit yesterday in Las Vegas. Um, uh, and I, I think it was compelling. Uh, and Stephen M. R. Covey was there. Oh, was it? Uh, it was yeah. A wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful meeting. Oh, but what I talked about is that uh, there's something called mirror neurons mm. that were discovered in the late 1980s, and they were discovered in macaque monkeys, and they were first called monkey-see-monkey-do <laughs> neurons. And and it's kind of why monkeys imitate each other, but they discover that you know, people imitate each other. When one person yawns, the other person yawns. And... Um, and they're thought to be responsible for not just imitation, but learning, empathy. So when you see something, you know, a painful something, you know, you feel it. Uh, uh, empathy, uh, learning, and, and when it's not working, for autism. So oh. Autistic people are not able to mirror other
0: Which is why they don't pick up the emotion, huh?
5: That's right. And so one of the things that was a big focus, and it's a big focus in uh, the book, Just Listen, is something that I've, uh, a term that I created from 30 years of watching it, called the mirror neuron gap. And what that means is when you're caring about all kinds of people, and you conform to their psychology and their emotional needs, you can begin to feel hungry for them to do the same to you. And you know and this is not scorekeeping. This is when you bend yourself inside out. Yeah. You know, you you want someone to be able to sort of connect to you and uh and what happens is there are a number of things that widen the mirror neuron gap. A part of it's the neurochemistry we talked about. Mm-hmm. Another thing is having what we call low emotional intelligence, which means not really knowing how you come off. So if you think you're being Shrewd, but other people think you're sly, that <laughs> yeah. widens it. If you think you're being humorous, but other people think you're being inappropriate,
4: yeah, sarcastic, that rude, it. right.
5: You know, uh, and uh, and But the things that narrow it are we talked about how you talk to people. If you talk with people, it narrows it. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the four levels of listening. But the thing uh, that I showed, uh, that I promised and delivered yesterday was. Um, that you'll never think about. Here's here's something else compelling for you. Yeah. You'll never think about movies the same way again, because what happens in a lot of the most memorable movies is they create a huge mirror neuron gap. Um, and if you think of, and so this is uh, what I did at the presentation. Uh, uh, I showed the movie cover from the uh, movie Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, just just the poster. Yeah. And then there was about 800, about 650 in the audience. And I said, "Raise your hands if you've seen this movie." And they raised their hands. And I said, "Raise your hands if you haven't seen this movie." And they raised their hands. And I said, "To the people who haven't seen the movie, watch the other people now." And then I showed the scene at the end of the movie where Kevin Costner meets his dad and says, "Want to have a catch?" Mm. And so the whole movie about Field of Dreams is creating this incredible mirror-neuron gap. Everybody thinks Kevin Costner's crazy for building this uh, (laughs) baseball field and and whatever. And even at the end, he can't figure it out, even though he's helped the Chicago Black Sox play baseball. But then at the end, he sees—I'm getting emotional right now—he sees his dad, who plays the catcher, and he had given his dad the dream that his dad never had, and at the end— the movie he says, "Hey, Dad, want to have a catch?" Oh man! And so that's uh, <laughs> and so what happens is one of the reasons we cry at those scenes is because if you live a life where there's a huge mirror neuron gap, and someone is just kind to you with no ulterior motive, who gets your pain, who's appreciative of you, what happens? The relief you feel kind of walking in this world with kind of this lagging gap. where yeah. you, really, you don't really feel you belong. It suddenly goes away, and the experience you have when it goes away is this intense feeling of relief. And so when you watch movies like that, uh, it takes it away. And because this was a business audience, yeah. I also promise okay, the promise was you'll never think of movies the same way. We accomplished that. I said, now you're never going to think about marketing the same way,
0: right? Because that's what they're moving, isn't it? That's yeah, why you yeah. cry, cry in a Hallmark commercial, yeah. or at least and my so sister's.
5: Said, day. So, so here is here is here is how you're going to think about marketing differently. And so, I showed them the cover of this movie, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know what that's about? And everybody says, oh yeah, Bill Murray's this obnoxious reporter, and he's trying to you know have sex with. Uh, uh, and
0: uh, what's her name? McDowell.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, Annie McDowell. McDowell. And you know, he keeps waking up, and it's Groundhog Day, right? And everyone raises their hand. And then I show the video. There's a scene in which she, he, Bill Murray asks her, "So, what are you looking for in a guy?" And she just lists all these things. <laughs> and he says, "Well, really, what he wants?" She says, "What do you want?" He says, "Well, I like someone like you." And so she lists all these things. And then what happens throughout the movie? He wakes up, and he becomes what she wants. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, there is an auction where she bids for him. So it starts out where he offends her huge mirror neuron gap. <laughs> and then he actually becomes everything she wanted, she wants, and she bids for him. And so what I directed people is, you know, go, go, go buy a groundhog day, play it for your people and say, are we doing that? For our customers and clients, we're we for our people? Where are they coming from?
0: Yeah. Oh no, we're just we we've got a mission statement, and now we're just kind of cramming it down their throat. Absolutely. That is it. Really, and it sounds. I mean, we here's the here's the jargon word for you: power. But I mean, that's the that's the, it. Sounds like one of the root. That's the root. Maybe the root of emotional power with people, emotional influence, is first you have to be in them, in their mirroring and in with them in order for them to trust you to go out. Does that make
5: sense? Well, it makes more sense. Uh, um, part of how I learned this is, I, uh, and 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 I don't do this anymore, so please hold your calls. <laughs> uh, I used to be a heavyweight suicide interventionist. Oh, really? And people used to be, uh, my mentor started the suicide prevention centers in Washington. Oh, Los man. Angeles. And he would refer st- still suicidal people who had to be discharged, you know, from the hospital. Yeah. So they weren't acutely suicidal, but they were still suicidal. And he was my mentor, and he referred them to me. And uh, and and the whole theme of just listen uh, really was based on on listening to people from the inside out. So uh, there was this probably the most suicidal person I'd ever seen, and we we'll call her Nancy. Uh, i have been seeing her for six months. She'd been in the hospital three months a year for five years. Oh, wow. I didn't think I was helping her at all. Right. She, just as long as she'd gone. And I'd been up for 48 hours because I was working in a state hospital doing what we call moonlighting, you know, making yeah. some extra money. And um, so she's there. And, again, I don't think I'm helping her at all, except as long as she's gone. And she didn't talk, and she never looked at me. She looked always about 30 degrees to the left or the right. And it was kind of an empty expression. So as I'm seated with her... I'm overtired, and suddenly, all the color in the room turns to black and white. I'm looking at it, I'm saying, "My God, the room's black and white. And then it all turns into this hazy, dark, awful gray, and I thought I was having a stroke or a seizure. Oh, wow. So what I did is I did a neurologic exam on myself, you know, I'm tapping yeah. my knees and stuff, and it wasn't rude, because she never looked at me anyway. <laughs> and I realized, you know, I'm all here, and then I said... I don't know how it happened, but I am looking at the world through her eyes. Black and
0: white. Oh, man.
5: And someone told me the term is the dark night of the soul. Ooh. And so I leaned into it because it was, you know, I, I was intrigued by it. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it felt awful. And because I hadn't slept, this is what I shared with her. You Because know, I said something that normally I wouldn't say. And I said, Nancy... Um, I didn't know it was so bad, and I can't help you kill yourself. Hmm. But if you do, I will still think well of you. Wow! And I will miss you. Yeah. And maybe I'll understand why you had to. And then when I said that, I thought to myself, "Great, just gave her permission." Yeah.
0: I no, you may, you unleashed her. Her. you unhooked her.
5: And that was the first time she looked at me and then she looked at me when she looked at me and I looked into her eyes. I realized I had it right I mean, what I was seeing, it was was like a hot sink and, and I thought she was going to say, you know, thank you for letting me do it. You know,
4: it's it's
5: been a while since I tried and and I looked at her and I said, Nancy, what are you thinking? First eye eye contact was like the movie awakenings. And she looks at me and she says, if you can really understand why I might have to kill myself. Maybe I won't need to. Wow! And then the room came back. She came back. I think she got a PhD. Oh a my goodness! But but it changed everything. I mean, and, and and the point is, people say, "Well, you know, this 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 guest you had on is is weird." No. Yeah. You can you can listen into people. Yep. If you look for it, it's always there. By the way, my mentor who uh, uh, I think Just Listen is dedicated to uh, Dr. Schneidman. I think one of the things he said um, is if you look for people's deepest fears and greatest dreams and you listen for it, it's always there. Yeah. And if they can feel you listening for it, they'll open their hearts to you and maybe give you their hand if they need someone to walk them out of hell.
4: Yeah. Oh, I love that quote.
0: That's healing. Right? So the healing is the healing we we can facilitate or make easier the process of healing someone else, which is really why we're communicating and and interacting with each other. I mean, you did it as a doctor, but husbands and wives can be doing that all the time.
5: Yeah. um, Can I give you a couple tips for one of the top three conversations you'll ever have with your spouse?
0: Yep. Dr. Goulston, we have uh, about, let's say, two minutes is all we've got
5: left. Uh, Okay. So for the guy to the, for the husband to the wife, say to her, have I ever made you feel that you're not worth listening to? If you've been married for seven years or less, she's hurt, she'll cry. If it's more than seven years, she'll be angry. And then say to her, Look, uh, just because I don't know how to listen to you in the right key doesn't mean you're not worth listening to, and never let anyone make you feel that way, and I'm sorry. For the woman, uh, to the man, say, Have I ever made you feel that I don't admire and respect you more today than when we first met? The guy's jaw will drop. <laughs> and then what, what you say is, Look, uh, I take out everything on you uh, because it's safe to. I take out my frustrations about the kids, whatever, on you. But if you don't know uh, that I am blessed to have you. I am sorry. And uh,
0: I'm telling you now. Wow.
5: Really, that
0: is, I think, of every couple I've ever coached. If they could sincerely come to that moment, healing. Uh What would you say, Dr. Goulston, we'll give you about, we got about another minute, minute and a half. What would you say, um, if there's one thing that is the key to getting down to the heart, what would you say?
5: I think you have to ask yourself, not what's important to you, but what do you really care about? You know, it's important to me to eat well, but I don't care enough about it to do it. And so if you look for reasons to care about a person, you can always find them. If you look for reasons to not care about them, you can find that, too. You just have to choose what to look for and then pick it. Yeah.
0: That's brilliant. It's almost like you've done this for a while. You you know what? Doc, you ought to to make a profession of this. Have you thought of that?
5: Uh... (laughs) I'm not going to ruin what was a good thing with one of these stupid statements that my wife will tell you I'm very capable of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really are, a Joy, and everybody. Again, we're not. I don't want to just sell a book, but I think you've been able to feel something very different with Dr. Goulston today. It's not about a technique. It's about truly getting down, reaching into the heart of another person. And I so appreciate you, Dr. Goulston, for teaching us this. Everybody, go check out his website, markgoulston.com. Goulston is spelled G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N. And also go check into that Kindle edition of his book, Just Listen. He's got that book out. An international bestseller. Just listen. Discover the secret to getting through to absolutely anyone. You can get it on the Kindle version for $2.99. It's a great deal. I mean, for everything you can learn, it's powerful. Dr. Goulson, thank you so much, and keep up your awesome work, your compelling work.
5: Well, you made me want to be a better man, Helen Hunt.
0: (laughs) You too, Uh, I guess. Uh, The Helen Hunt thing. Um, Awesome stuff. So appreciate you. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back, and when we come back, we're going to... uh, Get into a little bit of the things that distract us from some, from some of our conversations and listening. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We uh, have been talking about listening today, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to listen to people because it's just hard to keep someone's attention. But who knows better how to keep your attention than those cute little kids who can use those, I guess, a little attention-getting devices to keep us engaged. Our own Hannah Montana is going to share with us some silly ways that she learned to get and keep her parents' attention when she was a child. Was that hard, Hannah? Come on. Yeah. I bet you danced. I bet you sang.
3: Um, singing a little bit was one of them, but I had one big one. What? So there's 11 children in my family. Man. There's four, four boys and six girls. Holy cow. where did you fit? I'm number five. Okay. right. So four, four older and six younger. And I was always competing for attention and I loved being the center of attention. (laughs) That explains it. I was a little bit of a, a, a diva as a child, but. Um, in situations where I'd be sitting and everyone was just kind of yelling and saying, Mom, 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 I want this, I want this. It became extremely frustrating to me um, to not be able to get my mom's attention. So I had to I had to figure out a way. Um, and after testing method after method, I found one that actually worked, is I would sneak up to my mom or my dad or just kind of walk and I'd start whispering. Anything that I had to say, I would just you whisper You were the whisperer.
0: <laughs> Did that Which, work?
3: Yeah, it was weird because – I mean well cuz everyone
0: else was screaming.
3: Yeah, if everyone's screaming and then you have someone that's like, "Hey mom, like I, I really want to do this." And they 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 like immediately That's a great idea. Just, they just uh you know, were like, "What what are you saying?" Did they, at first
0: they think that like, you had a speech impediment? Like did they think like <laughs> what's wrong with I, Hannah?
3: I I think that At first, they thought it was cute and funny, and then they thought it was really obnoxious. By the
0: time you're 20, it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, come on, speak up. That is a great. See, I used to just flop. I used to just do a flop. Just I just fall like a really weak soccer player and fall and flop on the ground, and you know my sisters would just laugh, and no one would pay attention. That's how I turned out this way.
3: Well, no, it's just like...
0: But everyone's got a way, right,
6: yeah. to get attention.
3: I mean, there's there's so many just, like, funny little things that people do. Well, because we're constantly bombarded by these, like, oh, yeah. you know, these big... If you're you're on the news, you know, it's not going to be like, this one guy was walking down the street and something bad happened. It's like, so-and-so got yeah. shot, yeah. and now he's in the Dismembered. hospital. Dismembered, right, like, exactly. It's they always, like, the headline, big, yeah. shocking, like, something to get your attention and... It's just so funny what little kids will do.
0: Well, that's why we like, I hate you. That's why we use such strong language. Yeah. We use, you know, what we tell, hey, we don't say hate. Well, I really, 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 really,
3: really
0: <laughs> don't like you so much I want you to die. Okay. <laughs> I feel better about that because we didn't use the word hate.
3: No, but for reals, I, um, a couple of weekends ago, I was over at a friend's, uh, family friend's house and there's like three or four kids, but... Be- I think they're all under probably eight years old, easy. And they're just on a playground and all of them are, look at me, Hannah, look, look at look, me. Look look. look, look, look at this, yeah. look at this. And I mean, <laughs> it's just parenthood sounds so scary. It's, you... <laughs> it's not even just
0: scary. It's really tedious and scary and exhausting and worth it. Yeah. And then that's why you go to bed at nine. Yeah. And you put the kids to bed at eight because you're sick of it and you need a break. The whispering thing's a brilliant idea because have you ever noticed that the person that never talks in the room when they finally talk everyone listens.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: So you could just save all of your words and then be the whisperer guy.
3: Yeah. So or if you just like sing everything you say, it's very distracting.
0: Well, let's let's work on that for a minute. Um d- <laughs> give me just an example. Cuz you are you are a singer. You're oh my goodness. you're a you performer. <laughs>
3: Mark just, and Don tried to get me to sing on the radio. I just don't think it's going to happen. Do
0: um, you know just a simple tune?
6: A, B, C, D, E, F, G.
0: When are we going to play some of your music? <laughs> Why don't you bring us something you've done and we'll put it on the show.
6: Okay. I don't know so if you know, know it, this,
0: it? but this is an award-winning <laughs> show. We have won between all of us. If we're, in, if we're also including Eagle Scout Awards, this is a very strong show. James?
2: Well, you also mentioned that everyone gets an award today on yesterday's show, right? Uh, did I? Yeah, you mentioned that Skyler wouldn't be getting an award today because he wouldn't be here.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, today is the—everybody gets an award for being Matt's favorite people award.
4: Wow. Well, well, actually, I guess Sky didn't like get an it. infamous hmm. award.
0: Sky's my favorite panda, dancing panda, Chinese buffet sign holder. Which is his new side job, apparently, that he's not letting us in on.
2: The show just got that much more prestigious. <laughs> it totally did. See, award-winning. So, uh,
0: Hannah, you're going to have to come back. Hannah, we call The Whisperer. That's your new nickname? <laughs> your new nickname is The Whisperer. <laughs> so you're going to come back and do a song. Um, eventually, we'll put one of, your, one of your vocals on the show.
3: Okay, deal.
0: But I want it to be an operetta. I did opera. Okay, actually, let's not do it (laughs) because I don't know opera. Let's do something I know. Uh, Let's do a Disney song. Okay. Okay, you work on that. We're going to take a break. We're coming back with uh, the wonderful Brooke Walker is going to be helping us understand. Sometimes our background noises just kind of fade away. Have you ever noticed that? That some things we're not even paying attention to anymore. Even music. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we've been talking about listening. It's a hard thing, you know, to just stay focused, keep listening. Have you ever just been uh, talking to, I don't know, a child, one of your children, one of your beautiful gifts from heaven that you fought so hard to get down to this earth, and now that they're here, you're on your iPad, I don't know, maybe playing um, uh, Deer Hunter 2014. Oh, there it is. And they're talking and telling you the great story of one of the greatest adventures of their life about how they ran faster than everyone in the class. And they were actually the second or third fastest in the entire school, but you haven't been listening. And that beautiful little voice of your cute little child has faded into the background and it's no longer part of your life because you're taking on some animals on a nap. Pitiful. Ooh, somebody pre dinged that, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what we're talking about in this segment. Our great friend Brooke Walker from the Studio 5 with Brooke Walker show, which is a local uh show here in Salt Lake City on the number 1 station, on the number 1 show in the world. And uh Brooke's decided to come talk to us today about it. She also operates or works with Operation Smile. She does a lot of work with Primary Children's Medical Center and has attended Brigham Young University, where she studied. Hello, broadcast communications. Brooke, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank
7: you so much. I've got to get myself this
0: app. You've, you know what? It, I'll, I'll, not, I'll show I'm you. This out. It, it is. It's, it's Deer Hunter 2014, and we're not selling it or anything. Oh, there's the bell. Every time there's a bell, another, I got another gun. On my app, but see what's great about oh, the deer boy. hunting is I don't actually have to hunt. Nobody dies. Nothing dies. Right. I don't even work up a sweat. I just sit well, in my jammies.
7: I making app confessions, can I make one of my own?
0: Okay, oh, do yes.
7: If I'm going to try deer hunting, five point
0: twenty twenty fourteen. Oh, uh, yeah, twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. oh, there
7: it is. Yeah, then you need to try uh, Heyday. Have you tried Heyday? No.
0: You know, what? my son was just playing Heyday on my phone, and then how old's your son? <laughs> well, he's thirty. No, oh, he's he's eight. He's eight.
7: Yeah, it's the most childish yeah. day when I'm kind of addicted to it.
0: Well, I had to bring in his eggs.
7: Yeah. I so mean, there is a schedule to keep
0: You make a farm, and then you mm-hmm. have chickens, and his chickens had eggs, but he wanted me to get the eggs in so we could make some money on them.
7: And, and here's the heyday curse. I grew up in a small town in northern Utah, and yeah. so we were up visiting my folks over the weekend. And I'm driving past these open farmlands and all I could see out my window <laughs> were hay Day coins just waiting to be collected. Oh, like the barley is popping up and the corn's popping up and I just want to swipe my finger along the whole field. Collect the hay and cash it in. It's it's bad.
0: It's it's you see, it used to be that you would worry about that because it would actually feed you. Now oh, you right. worry about it and it's not feeding you, it's just creating a stress on you. <laughs> and a relief. That's why you need the Deer Hunter twenty fourteen. Because it, there's no stress. There's just stress okay, relief. And I'll you can only play
7: down. it. You try
0: I, I'll try heyday. I'm going to go home today and um, start, I guess, planting wheat. Mm-hmm. And so then we can collect it. Hey, now, Brooke, you have a really interesting topic that I, I think you've come up with um, this, this background noise thing. There, okay. It seems like a lot of things that should be in the foreground are slipping to the background. Is that what yeah, you're saying? It's
7: so true. Well, a little bit. And this was something that my husband brought to my attention when we got married. So I am a broadcaster. I'm in the news business. so I'm a, Naturally, I'm a news junkie. And I didn't know this about myself, but he gently, kindly pointed out that I have to have this background noise wherever I go. Like every TV in my house, the second I get home, I start turning on TVs. <laughs> so no matter where I go in the house, whether it's the laundry room, the bathroom, I can hear Brian Williams. We knew Really? That background noise, right? Yeah. And it drove him crazy when we got married that I would have all these TVs. I mean, I I have a TV in my bathroom, actually.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Why?
7: Well, because in the morning when I'm getting ready, I like to watch the Today Show.
0: Okay. But uh, did you feel strange when they were putting that TV in? And I you're like, it. no, put it over here. <laughs> put it, the I mean...
7: The electrician kind of I think was a little curious about this whole project, but... It made it so when I'm getting ready in the morning and, you know, women yeah. take a little bit longer oh, for than sure. men to get ready in the morning, instead of running out to a master bedroom to watch this story or catch right. that interview or see this, you know, I could just stand there, curl my hair, and there's Matt Lauer just over my head next to my vanity mirror. It okay, was I was going to ask night. you,
0: and I don't want to be personal. Um,
7: <laughs> it, no, it's not on at all times in the bathroom.
0: Okay, well, but do you hang it? Like, I would want to hang it near a seat. In my
7: bathroom. No, no, it's hung next to my vanity. I okay, okay. on at all time So you're going to stand you
0: know. when you watch it.
7: Yeah, I'm standing, I'm pulling my hair, I'm blow-drying my hair, and brushing my teeth, i okay. doing my makeup, and I'm watching the Today Show. Okay. But, you know, enter the problem. I've got a TV in my bathroom yeah. that I always like to have on because I love that background noise. Yeah, you know? but then
0: you left the TV on in the kitchen. Well, yeah. And then the bedroom.
7: Right. Anywhere I go in my house, when I'm home, there is background noise there.
0: So so I
7: didn't what don't even is, notice
0: it. Well, what is Mark... I mean, because... So Mark, is he the kind of guy that's more like... Um, he just likes it quiet, reverent in the house? Quiet, well, I nice... Well, call him
7: a reverent guy. But yeah, his point was, if you're not watching the TV, why is it on?
0: Right? It's a friend. It's a friend.
7: Well, yeah, Brian Williams. Me and Brian yeah. Williams. We you're, you're have tight. It all figured out. Right. No, but it was an interesting observation that I kind of no, thought a little more, you know, close attention to. And then I found it so interesting. Um, I think maybe teenagers have this listening thing right, actually. Their parents might be saying, no, hold on, my teenager never listens to me. I wish they would listen to me. Could you teach them how to listen to me? But one thing I've noticed about the teens of this generation is, is to them, for example, listening to music is something to do. Right, like yeah, my teenage sister can sit on her bed, lay on her bed, and listen to music, and she actually considers that she's focusing on what she's hearing. She's enjoying the sounds of the music, and she can lay to me. I, I think there's a difference between that background noise and, like mm. you said, that foreground noise. Yeah, and and it was a lesson watching her because I thought I would go crazy if I just sat in a room. I was just supposed to listen to music because I'm folding the laundry. Wow, yeah. I'm listening to TV. Wow, I'm playing <laughs> Heyday. Wow, you know. Yeah. So it was just that, that lesson, I think. That, That's huge. That mindfulness, you know, to just listening is one of our five senses, and you could put a little more attention on that every now and then.
0: Well, and imagine if you had been a broadcaster about, what, 80, 90 years ago. Yeah. All we could have done was turn on something to listen to you, and we would just right. have to listen. But that, that right. was, there was like an appointment. Everybody go and listen. We're going to listen yeah. to the radio.
7: And broadcasters, when it comes to listening, we're really messed up because you know this now. On yeah. TV, you have to wear that little, it's called an IFB, yeah. a little earpiece that you put in your ear.
0: That's horrible. So
7: you have to get very skilled at talking while you're listening to a producer give you time yeah. cues. But, or, Brooke,
0: I can tell when you're doing that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, let me just give you a little feedback. because, okay, please. Um, so when I'm on with you, uh, so weekly I get to sit there, and they're always talking in her ear. But when, you, when, when they're talking in your ear and I'm talking, your eyes actually roll back and they go all white and they flutter a little bit. Don't
7: you dare say I foam with the mouth. No, you don't, don't you foam, which is amazing.
0: Oh, well, okay. you used to just drop your jaw and open your mouth, but then you started, then you actually would shut your mouth, no foaming, but your eyes go white and, and oh. then they flutter. So,
7: yeah. And
0: then right then I'm like, oh boy, they're talking to her.
7: I lost her. She's yeah. not even listening to me. It was a unique skill, to, you know, as a rookie reporter in the field the first time that happened. I remember I stopped talking. Because,
0: yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You
7: know, you can only do one or the other. You can't listen and talk. No. But it's a skill you, like, gain over time to be able to keep talking and then listen to that voice in your head and that voice in your ear, you know. Well, see, and
0: I so maybe what we're learning, though, Brooke, is broadcasting is warping you.
7: And that that might be the self conclusion that we're coming to.
0: But your in your brain, you can listen to four conversations. That you this honestly, because let me just tell you another gift you have is then you can actually you actually retain. So if I if I had to listen to somebody while the other person was talking, I couldn't read. I wouldn't know what they're saying. You actually do. Even when your eyes go white and they flutter, (laughs) you still pop back in and you are totally with me. That's amazing. I don't know about that. No, it's totally true. And that's probably one of the gifts that you have. That's probably why you can ad-lib. You're one of the best at just ad-libbing your stuff on TV that I know because you can, like, go to a primary children's medical center fundraiser on TV and you can just ad-lib hour after hour. But part of that, the whole time they're talking in your ear. I mean, you're a multitasker.
7: Well, I think I, I'd like to think I own that. You, are. Of you But at the end of the day, I and I think many women out there probably have a lesson to learn from the teenagers that it's okay to I think focus right. on just one thing that's in front of you. Soak it in. Enjoy with a listening ear. And I'd probably retain a lot more if I did that. Let's be honest.
0: Well, I think we all would. Don't you?
7: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I really would suggest um, instead of your TV what, while you're in the bathroom. I I would I would try Deer Hunter
7: 2014. Okay, that dean. Oh, there it is. Not as distracting. You're saying, Brian Williams.
0: And honestly, here's the other reason. Because if I had a TV in the bathroom, why would I come out? (laughs) I would have I would have no need to leave. (laughs) I wouldn't. I so I
7: talked myself short of saying like three things that I probably would have regretted right then. Yeah.
0: Well, good. I'm actually very glad you did. Um, the only thing I would add, if I was going to have a TV in my bathroom, I would obviously need a fridge.
7: Well, we could take this to the extreme. No, and it could actually be a reality show. You know how they did <laughs> what's that show? Cribs on MTV. Yep. We could just call it rooms.
0: Yeah, yeah. We could just call, it, yeah, yeah. Could
7: just call and, it Banyo. And there you go. Even better. And just focus on all of these extreme bathroom amenities.
0: It's and I just saw it, but I mean, the background noise. I'm the exact same way. Our house, I'll come home. You know, a candle will be burning with this beautiful smell of apple pie. Yeah, and I'm watering my mouth waters because I'm thinking we're having pie tonight, and there's no pie. There's just a candle, and, and then can't
7: read my candle because you know what my candle is right now. What it's called fall leaves.
0: Ooh. Those stink. It Have you ever burnt you fall leaves? I, yeah, I don't
7: know. Yeah. And now I'm questioning the scent of that candle. Anyway, go on.
0: I'd go with, I'd go with pumpkin. But uh, I'd come home and then my house is nice and quiet. Kids are doing their homework kind of thing. And then I'll just turn the TV on too. So and, – and then in an interesting way, it, I guess it just – what's it drowning out? Just quiet? Right. Like what if what would happen if we got used to just having quiet?
7: Well, see, that introduces a whole other problem. People are probably afraid of their thoughts.
0: Yeah. Then we'd have to you think. Know? Or, heaven forbid, we'd talk.
7: Ugh. we communicate.
0: <sighs> it's scary.
7: Big sigh.
0: Big sigh. Well, Brooklyn, you're the best.
7: Hey, thanks for the chat.
0: Um, I'm on your show tomorrow.
7: I know. I know. And we're, we're having you. We're throwing a double assignment at you that you probably don't know about yet. But
0: Was well, it a new one?
7: Yeah, there's this new app called Mama Bear.
4: Ooh, okay.
7: And this app allows parents to track their child's every move. So it has a GPS locator on your child's cell oh, phone. Oh, yeah. It notifies you when, you know, Facebook friend requests are issued to your child. It allows you to just, you know, manage all that from your own smartphone. So we want you to take on that tomorrow. Okay.
4: You? Well,
0: I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not going to be good.
7: I didn't Ma- think so. Mama
0: Bear is going to find stuff out.
7: Mama Bear is gonna do a little detective work and not be happy
0: at the end <laughs> of the day. so scary. Okay, Mama Bear, I'm gonna work on that. I will bring you. Um, I'll bring you uh, some camouflage, a camouflage vest that okay, you can use. Bring
7: you a basket
0: of wheat. Yep, 24 hunter or hunter uh, deer hunter 2014, and I'll go check on Heyday. Brooklyn good. Walker, you're the best. Give Mark a hug and have, uh, have fun uh, playing video games in your bathroom. Yeah,
7: sounds good. See ya.
0: Take care. That uh, is Brooklyn Walker, and you can always check her out. If you just go to Studio 5, I believe Studio5.com is probably it, um, or KSL.com and look up Studio 5 there. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. But when we come back, we're going to, you know, wrap up the show, talk a little bit more about the joys of listening, the difficulties, and maybe also weird places that we put our television sets This is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to The Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping up the show on listening. We like to do uh, a little roundtable now and actually see if anybody was listening during the show.
3: Okay. Okay. Wait. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Mark.
0: I was listening. I what, thought what? you knew that. No, I you. I could tell every time I'd look in there, one of you would look over. <laughs> so pretty much knew you know who was listening. They I'm were the one. always
6: listening, Matt. I have like a third ear. In the back of my head, it listens only to this show. Hold
0: on. Is that what that is? Because that, that <laughs> weave thing freaks me out. We've been meaning to talk to you about that. It's kind of creeping us out. It wouldn't be weird if she couldn't wiggle it. But when she wiggles her ear in the back of her head, it's just yeah. awkward. Um, what are we talking about? We, well, first of all, we, we'll wrap up with what your learnings were. But um, – Apparently, some of you don't like or you get offended by others that pretend like they're listening while you're talking, but they're actually not listening. Does that bug any of you? That, Indeed.
6: Yeah, definitely. Why?
0: What's the big deal? That's life. That's like, that's parenting 101.
3: Why don't you just not ask questions you don't want to you don't want the know the answer to? Yeah. I had, that Super client new-ing. I
0: talked about. What are, Matt, what are, what are
1: your, some, your favorite questions that people will ask that you're just like, do you?
0: Are, do you really want me to? You really want me to answer that question? That's a great question. What is a question? Um, so, so I really, I want you to be honest. That's what they say to me.
1: <laughs> I, want I want you to be honest. honest. Yeah. Here, just
0: so you know, whenever yeah. anyone says that, what they're yeah. saying is this is a yeah. trap.
1: Yeah. This, <laughs> is a trap. <laughs> this is a trap. <laughs> Watch
6: I'm out. letting I want you, you know. To be honest. So, someone's gonna die. So, what did they say?
0: Uh, I want you to be honest. I really do. Um, and I know that I have some blame in this. Um. But wouldn't you say that what my husband did was rude or something like that? And I'll say, yes, it is rude. And you're absolutely right. You are part of the problem. <laughs> Let's go there.
6: Sounds like you're good.
0: And then we talk about their part of the problem. And then I usually always ask, well, you just said earlier that you're part of the problem with your communication. Exactly, what part of the problem do you think you are? And then they give me that blank look. Do you remember that look that Sky gives when it's kind I'm like, of like, "What are we doing next, guy?" And he's like, "Huh? The, I'm going to dance as a the, panda on the it, corner. Do what now, face? <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah, you're talking to me." And uh. um, and then they don't know, so they say they know. And then today, I, for example, I tried to tell that lady a thousand times what I think would really help her to move forward. She didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it.
6: What they say, but but this is my situation. Yeah, mine's different. No, mine's that's different. The, yeah, they always that's want to favorite. give you more.
0: Yeah, okay, okay yeah, you're right. And I, by the way, I had a letter, six page letter. I I had data <laughs> that I kept referring to the data, the data, the data, the data, the data. And every time it's like, well, uh, you know what? I when I wrote that, I probably. I overemphasized so or that's I embellished. The, that's why communication is tricky because we can make it whatever we want to make it. It's true. We can listen. We can hear whatever we want to hear. You know, it's just it's just tricky.
6: My favorite question that people ask me but obviously don't want to know the answer yeah. to is, do you think he's interested?
4: Oh, yeah. That's a good but one. But
6: usually they'll – like they'll preface that statement with some like small happenstance. So like he looked at me.
0: He looked at me.
1: Do you
6: think he's interested?
0: He, he
1: answered my text with a smiley face.
6: <laughs> exactly. I'm like,
1: he didn't call the
0: police.
6: <laughs> a lot of that's just my personality. Do you think my he's immediate interested? reaction is no, he's yeah. not. Like,
0: but would you ever say no? Would you ever dare say
6: <laughs> no? Because that's not what they want to hear.
0: Well, like, I know, but so I guess that's the difference. Is I'm being paid to not. I'm not. I'm being paid, so I'm being well, paid either de- way. Okay,
6: why don't we put it this way, <laughs> depending on how much sleep I got the previous night yeah.
0: but I guess too either yeah. say
6: maybe or, or
0: no. if you if they've asked this twenty times and you're just okay, here we go i'm <laughs> gonna go it's again. gonna happen, yeah here's the drop
6: sometimes <sighs> I kind of just like you hit it. You know, you can, like, kind of half nod, half shake your head and or then be quiet. You can, like you can <laughs> deflect
1: it and be like, oh, okay, so what do you think? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes. Because
6: that's really what they want yeah. out of the conversation. Yeah. They want to say that they think yeah. so-and-so is interested. But they don't want
1: you to be like, that's rather insignificant, <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure he isn't interested <laughs> yeah. in you, just like he hasn't been interested in you for the past little while. So why don't you just give up and move on?
3: But they never do that. It's so annoying. I went on a date with a guy who asked questions that he wanted to answer. It was so, (laughs) so annoying. Like he would be – he would say, well, how do you feel about this, this, this? And it would be a really detailed question. And then – he, I would give we, like some kind yeah. of answer, and then he'd be like, Well, this is what I think, which I've done that before. But it was like the entire
6: time. Yeah. So it was so annoying. Oh,
0: those people drive me crazy. Kano, my Victoria. favorite
6: is then when they ask you the questions and you don't ask them back, and then they're like, Well, aren't you going to ask me? Or then they just start <laughs> answering it, and you're like, I didn't ask you that question. Yeah, that was not my question. And it's like they just want to tell you like what okay. they think, and they're really not listening to it. Were at you last.
0: asking your own question? Yeah. <laughs> Are you asking a question just for yourself? Um, isn't that, This is tricky because you'd think that we wouldn't be this manipulative.
6: Oh, we are. We I would are think that. Deviant. Oh, life is just one big <laughs> On manipulation. That's what, just,
0: relationships uh, are just yeah. manipulations we're okay with. Yeah, but see, that, no <laughs> one wants to. No, that is just a negative view, Bryce. Is it? We are, and we learned this from a guest earlier this week, I believe, about we're all liars. You're all liars. Big bag of liars. Yeah, big bag of liars in a... Panda suit. <laughs> Doing the jig for a Chinese buffet. Skylar being our spokesperson for liars. Poor Sky. I just beat him down right there. It's fine. He anyway. can't defend himself. Well, all, I'm, I'm going to honk and wave when I go by today on the way home. Um, the, but we are. We're all a little manipulative. It, now, that's a bad word. Some people don't like that, but that is probably the truth. We're, We're all, all influencing we all each other. our end goal. Yeah. And I'm either going to, I'm either going to drive the conversation to my end goal, or I'm going to drive my listening to what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. But see, that's what's neat about being human is it's really all about you.
6: Well, see, that's kind of what we talked about, though. I mean, if you want, if if you're listening with the right end goal, which is to understand another person, yeah. then you'll listen well. But if you Man. listen with the end goal of I want to show off my skills, yeah. or if you listen with the end goal of I really need a lot of validation at this moment, then it's not going to turn out so well.
0: Here's the physical parallel of asking a question um, to somebody that you really want to answer yourself. It's the equivalent of like wearing a tight T-shirt, if you're Bryce, and then reaching make, for the you salt. You making fun of my shirt? No, no, no. I'm just saying, no, no, okay. your shirt's fine. But you reach, you're, uh, you're wearing a tight shirt, but you reach for the salt, and when you do, you're flexing your arm. Gotcha. Let me get that for you. And you're flexing. <laughs> whoa. Almost pulled was, something.
1: Was someone flexing over here? <laughs> what was going on? Yeah. See? That's that's the physical equivalent. Priming? Is that what we're going to call I it? I think it's priming. No. I don't know.
6: I feel like huh. with listening, you also have to have the good balance. So if you ever had a, one of those conversations with a person and you think it's going to be like kind of this, not yeah. really heart to heart, that's yeah. a little too deep. But you're like having a conversation and it's like... Equal on both sides, and you're like, Yeah, this is really great. I feel like I'm having a great conversation with this person. They're listening to me, and then you'll say something, and they'll be like, Uh huh, and then move on to their whatever they wanted to say. Uh,
0: that's a dueling like, monologue. Yeah. So you're telling them your side, and then they're just a monologue, yeah. and then they just uh, received. Yes, mine. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm glad you said mine. those words. Now I'm going to say mine <laughs> received. Yours. Isn't that funny? We're so, and we don't get that that's manipulative. Like, I don't trust you now. I mean, it's not
1: malicious, but...
0: <laughs> it's just manipulative. It's not you know, it's not no. the nicest thing you could do. I'm going to get you. Um, with my clients, sometimes the best listening is when no one's talking. So what I, I force them to do is about what I was going to say. But what I ask them to do is... I have a couple that feels like they can't feel emotional closeness. They can't, they can't do it because they throw all these other things in and they obfuscate and make it more complicated. So I just gave them an assignment. 7 days in a row, 7 for 7. They had to go home, when they were going to bed, they had to have a light on, eye to eye in bed. Couldn't touch. No they could hold, they could hold each other but it, like don't couldn't go anywhere else, just holding. And guess what happened? And then I make them look in each other's eyes for 10 minutes without talking and only think ask the ask yourself the question, what's it like to be him? And then they
1: switched bodies like Freaky Friday. No. I'm kidding. I'm sorry, no. Matt. Did I? I'm well, sorry. No, I
0: was just like, did that happen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> Boy, that would be horrible <laughs> if that had happened. No, but thanks for the distraction. No, they just understood. Then after 10 minutes, guess what? Then I make them talk about what they learned about their partner. And almost universally, like what this happened and the woman just simply said, I just learned how grateful I am for him. And starts talking about how grateful she is. And she starts crying as she's explaining it to me. And he starts crying. And they look at each other and they're both crying. And what do we call that? Emotional intimacy. And they got there without even talking. Boom. Give me a -a ding-a-ling on that. She's good at the ding. I'm telling you. (laughs) Victoria is the bomb. Seriously. I agree. Although that's for, been yeah, the that's I'll the fastest yes. dingling I've ever seen.
6: That was impressively speedy.
0: Now, and let's be real though, nobody's a better dingling than Sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that guy owns the ding. But you're pretty close, Victoria. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Um, good show, guys. Way to go. Way to throw it all together. Appreciate you. Way to get your hair done, Hannah. Thanks. Well done. Your face it's is for brighter. The show way to flex while you reach for the salt Bryce hey I
1: do what I can for you
0: Victoria James way to stay on the ding a Merit as always the queen of the show you know it you're the one that reads all the stuff so we're all like where's Merit we need to be briefed <laughs> someone I don't know what's going on where's Merit <laughs> it's like Merit's the mother of the show thanks Merit in a loving great way with her third ear uh, we're gonna take a break no we're done we're done We're out of here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with a best-of show uh, to celebrate Friday. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.